Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is Talk Radio. the Late Night Alternative. I'm Catherine Boyle. We're taking your calls from now to one o'clock about any old thing. I've got some stuff to talk about, such as, well, I'm looking for your help, actually. I want to collect some medical miracles. I'll tell you why. There is a story behind it. But in the meantime, I mean, I put it on Twitter and I've already had uh, quite a few stories. So bring them. 0344 499 1000. If you have no right to be alive to listen to this right now, let's hear you. Let's laugh death in the face together. Ah, 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 ah,
I'm pretty sure it does exist because um, then I, I met someone many years after that and he said he had actually risen up from the operating t- table, funnily enough, and, and he he just come out of a very trauma. You see, it's all very complex. Um, out-of-body experiences can be really beautiful. You can go and you can see a light and you can see flowers and pastures and you don't want to come back. But it, it can also have a dark side and it, it can be bloody horrible, quite frankly. Excuse my swearing. Um, and he had that. He said he could see them operating. I said, how did you get back into your body? He said it was a struggle. I said, yeah, it was a struggle for me. You know, How strange, but, it, but yours came from yeah. like emotional pain rather than something yeah. physical. And I exactly, and I didn't know anything about this till I did a course on psychic um, development. Oh God, twenty years later than that, and the the woman who was giving the lectures lectures, she said, "Had you just had a um, traumatic experience?" And I said, "Yeah, I had actually very traumatic." She said, um, "They've." That is known. They've done research on it and stuff. But you see, I'm not expecting you to believe me. I'm not expecting anybody to believe me because it's such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. I believe. I believe that you believe that's what happened. Yeah. Well. well it, and who else is going to? How can I argue with that? Well, it was weird because I knew I could feel the sink and I was absolutely distraught the rest of the night and I didn't say anything. But my auntie, she was in this huge Victorian villa. It was split into two flats and the flat above us was occupied by a, a bank clerk. She was very highly skilled and um, she'd gone into my auntie's flat downstairs she was above us and she'd gone in and she said um i don't know have you got your niece staying with you you said you had your niece and she said yes she said i don't know whether she was having a nightmare but she was screaming it was awful i know and i had no idea you know but i know i was screaming out for help and my voice was just i can't even explain to you kathy it was really weird but my voice wasn't within my body oh right i've had that in moments i've had that in moments of anger or um no this wasn't anger this was just emotional i don't know what it was it was just a total emotional wipeout i think do you know what i've learned about you susan over the course of our conversations oh you're a woman of passions really yeah so i mean this this came from heartbreak you know and you can go to that extreme i know you're very perceptive have you got a powerful sixth sense i think you have i don't know i just i always sit like this You've often said things that seem very accurate to me, often. You should do counselling, Kath, and Ian, because I think you're amazing counsellors. I often listen to the show and you give such good advice. You don't profess to be counsellors. You you say you're not counsellors, but you give the most fantastic advice. I love it. Oh, well, thanks very much, Susan. I, I don't think I... I don't know whether that's... Um, no, I think wise. you're brilliant. But you're both brilliant. Here's what happens but with I, me. It's because um, I was a journalist first and I'm used to interviewing people and letting them uh, talk. You, do you like people? I love people. I love watching yeah, people. I love yeah. um, weighing things up. I love yes. them telling you things they don't realise they're telling you. Brilliant. Yes. Do you like to get into their mindset and, what, and, make, and, and wonder what makes them tick? I just find people... Me. I find people fascinating. I do. Absolutely fascinating. The thing is, Kath, that to one side, um, this meat issue, you know, everybody's really getting on my nerves. I don't don't particularly like red meat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Backpedal a bit. What what, what meat issue? Who's having an issue with meat? 
everybody's going on about don't eat meat, save the planet. So that's right. rubbish. We've been eating meat for thousands of years. Well, let me tell you something, Susan. Mm. I cut down on eating meat recently, like last year or so, because I've been having weird problems with my digestion. Okay. I'm so much better now. Oh, no, I haven't eaten red meat for years, but does your husband like red meat? Yeah, but the thing is, I think because during the week, obviously, I eat here, Mm. I've got Mm. more of a same, and and I'm on my own all day at home because he does the day shift and I do the night shift, really. Okay. Okay. It's not so much of a, you know, it's not so much of a thing for us. Yeah, but um, I do need it now and again because I get a bit anemic, but apart from that, I, I feel a lot better. Yeah, I haven't eaten if you guys feel like, but I'll tell you something, Cass. I've got I've had male colleagues at work, and they tried to be vegetarian because their partners and wives were vegetarian. They thought, okay, we'll give it a go, and they felt ill mm. at stopping eating meat. They, they they told me they felt ill. They felt so ill. After a week, they had to eat a steak or some meat. Now I'm not going to hold it against you if you ate, eat red meat. It's not evil. You haven't done bad, have you? It's your, everybody's body's the same. Everybody's body is different, Cass. Mm, I wouldn't judge some anyone. People love, some people love red meat and some people can do without it. Yeah, but if you, you know think... what I mean? Yeah, I know. But if you think about it from a purely moral question, it's out of order eating other things that live, isn't it? I know. Uh, you see what... It is. Upset. There's no arguing about it. That's why people get annoyed with well, vegans, because we know they're right. I'm not a vegan because I, I eat eggs. And I can't do that eggs. I love eggs and omelettes. But I, I just wish to God they'd treat the animals better and slaughter them without stressing them, you know, because I just think it's horrible. What should, what should they do instead with the animals then? Send, send them on a holiday well, and then well, surprise frankly, them one night? <laughs> well, well, quite frankly, I just think they should, should, should load them off the truck gently and stop shouting at them, stop taking the sticks to them and... I don't, quite frankly, I can do without red meat, but other people can't. Mm. But I just think, and I just don't think they treat them nicely. I think cows are kept pregnant all the time just to give us milk for our cornflakes. I eat so- I drink soya, you know, but it's just, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, to me, it's not right to keep a cow pregnant all the time just to supply us with milk. And they take the babies away after a few weeks. Mummy can't stay with the baby. She can't bond with the baby. The baby screams for mummy. Mummy screams for the baby. They've got feelings just like we have. You know, you might disagree with me, but I just think it's cruel. It's just so hard, you know. But then I spoke to a farmer many years ago, and he said, well, look, if you leave that calf with the cow after she's given birth to him and you let them bond, it's the cruelest thing you can do because the bond is so powerful. He'd been a farmer for many years and he said they bond so powerfully. And if you take that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I think I, I do. I just, do you drink soya or do you drink milk? Yeah, only because I'm trying, I'm experimenting with things that don't make me... Oh, in, I, I was turning yeah. into, you know, um, in Willy Wonka when the girl um, eats the chewing gum that makes her swell up? That started happening to me every night. I would go, like I was five months pregnant and I couldn't work out what it was. So I started Do sort you... of experimenting with cutting down on milk. Milk seems mean. to have done it. But do you think, do you get that? Do you think you're gluten intolerant? Is it bread as well that gets you like that? Uh, not so much. It was, it's milk, I think. Oh, really? And it's, lactulose it, intelligent. In, uh, lactulose, lactulose intelligent, intolerant. yeah, exactly. Intolerance, but you can get lactulose free milk. Or you can, if you get soya, it's, I like soya. Do you, have you, 
What I, do you I think don't, that's a... I don't really like it in cups of tea. I think oat milk no. is the one for me. You like oat milk? Yeah. Really? It's the only one that's not as noticeable. Okay. Anyway. Right, okay. That's cool. Thanks for, for, thanks for phoning, it. Susan. I'm going to have to go because I've got loads of other people to talk thanks, to. Not thanks that I wouldn't... for having my call. Oh, pleasure. Not that I wouldn't spend the whole evening talking to Susan, but... Um, Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to give me a buzz, I would appreciate it. Here's Angela. Hey, Angela. Hello, Kathleen. Hello. Hey, sorry, to called for just uh, been so tired with the fresh air and that. It's, that's fine. I don't need a note <laughs> for you to be uh, permitted to uh, to stay away. It's fine. So, how are you doing yeah. now? You're right. Um. Yeah. Um. Why? Why a cord? You know the death experience. Yeah. I, I had one. Way back in the eighties, eighty three, um, it was a head injury, and um, I've been battling with it again um, this week. Uh, didn't know who to talk to. I've been getting um, like flashbacks. Um, how it happened? Oh, blind me! So, if you don't mind it, me asking, how did it happen? It was. Um, I was on one of these like um, training courses i was doing them like uh it was brilliant they were good offer me a job but it, it closed down through to funds and um it, it this box fell on me but because i used my arm and stop it actually killing me it 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 was it was just a quick instant that you had to move i didn't know what it was at first but it it completely fell on me, and I was, I was landed in hospital. But um, my I spoke to a, a good friend of mine. So why don't you see a doctor? Um, about it. And well, about the uh, fact that it's flaring up again, or yeah. And uh, I said, so I sat in the doctor's surgery, and he says, he, he knows me well and all. He said, out of it. I said, oh, I'm all right, I'm all right. And then when I came away, well, should I have told him? <laughs> yeah, but, you probably should have. Yeah. It's just a bit strange, isn't it, after all these years? What do, you think, what, what do you think started it off again? I don't know. Um, certain, certain things are coming back. Um, certain subjects coming back. I want to do, and now I can do them. Right. Uh, and it took a long time to get them subjects back. Um, I, I don't know, Kathleen, I've got no idea. Have a word with your doctor. Mm. Yeah, because I've I, I seen a, a documentary, um, no, it was a series, and I think it was David Tennant, one of the doctor who actors. He did um, something on head injury. And he he lost a lot, and he was showing how it it's got a dark side to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very dark side to head injury. Um, what do you mean people, he lost a lot? Do you mean that he he what lost he, his memory or? Yeah, he lost him in the in the series. It was quite good. It was, oh, right, it was okay. he wanted to promote the the actual um, uh, that side of things. It was, it was brilliant. It was. I wish he brought it back. Um, uh, but it was it was very good, but it, it's just a bit, little bit on the strange side. Hmm. Um, How strange! I swear to a few people, and they said, I just said, a lot of people said I've been a bit quiet. 
um, to my normal self. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, the fact that you're getting sort of flashbacks now is it is it upsetting you, or is it just um, a, a bit puzzling? Are you worried about I, it? I feel a bit. Um, what's the word? I felt a bit suicidal at one point. Oh my god! Right. Well, definitely go and talk yeah. to the doctor about it. If it's making you uh, feel suicidal, flipping out. It was. It was going in and out. And that was driving me nuts. Oh, and, uh, I remember you telling me about this. You felt like yeah. it was, um, you were getting deja vu all the time. Yeah, and it, it started up again. Right. Um, I, I do wonder whether your meds are right then in that case. It's, it's, it's this um, metformin. My sugar's been a bit high. Yeah. And he said the heat don't help anyway. No, that, that'll... that'll play a part but if you worry go mm. and talk to your doctor mm. i don't know if you noticed but um I, i've been struck off for some time now after um... yes i did notice i did um, tweet <laughs> i'm I joking tweet but what i'm saying in. is i'm not a doctor so I, you know i'm not the person to give you advice but it doesn't sound right and if it's worrying you mm. you've got to go and talk to them i did tweet to see if you were all right about your cough um oh, I tweeted cough. A few, a few, yeah i tweeted a few times um Missed you in a nice holiday, but I just thought I'd let you know I was there. All right, okay. Kind of. Angela, mm-hmm. it's always a pleasure to hear from you. And you, mate. Don't, so don't suffer in silence, though. Go and talk to your doctor, really. I think mm. it's important. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, darling. Cheers, love. Take Bye. care. 0344 499 1000. And that, those two calls kind of encompass it. We started off talking about one thing, ended up talking about something completely different. So if you want to chat, you know where to come. This is Talk Radio. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle. Speech radio with a difference. Talk radio. I mean, not that it matters, but the reason why I asked you about medical miracles is because I saw this story about a, a former prisoner who tried to top himself by eating a toothbrush 20 years ago. He's finally had it removed. It's been in there for 20 years. Uh, apparently it was nearly unrecognisable. God, imagine. I bet it. I bet the smell was something else, don't you? Flipping it. And appeared to have completely blackened and the bristles had disintegrated. The ex-con, surnamed Lee, L-I, not uh, L-double-E, went to the doctors after experiencing pain in his abdomen and he was sent for a CT scan in Shenzhen, China. Stunned by their discovery, doctors discovered the object lodged in his bile duct and asked how it got there. They used an endoscope to fish the toothbrush out from his intestines. Lee, 51, revealed how he'd swallowed the toothbrush in his prison cell two decades ago in a botched suicide attempt. He'd reportedly contracted... My God. He'd reportedly contracted HIV through his drug use, something for him at the time was too much to cope with. Surprisingly, the toothbrush did absolutely nothing and Lee had to carry out the rest of his sentence. He stopped taking drugs, began HIV treatment and was released from prison with the all clear from HIV negative. What? 
What? He had reportedly contracted it through his drug use. But then he... Then he... Then he... Then they cleared him with it. Does that sound right to you? Someone's written off this article, gone to the pub, finished it off. Lee is now married with two children. Local media reported if the toothbrush had stayed inside him, there was a large chance it would have reached his liver and led to a fatal infection. Now that is the long game. Uh. Right, so uh, I'm not sure what that story around that was, but basically a man tried to kill himself by swallowing his toothbrush and they've just fished it out and it was a state. So medical miracles. I mean, that if, the, if that story is right, that's a medical miracle in times two. Uh, but nah, flipping out. Sometimes you read the articles online and they're, they're very, very poorly written. And I do kind of wonder... If those chimps with typewriters are finally bearing fruit. Uh, let's have a chat with... All right, Alan Caddick. I'm assuming he's still awake. Hey! The original chimps on the line. Alan Caddick, do not do yourself down. How have you been this week? Hello, mate. I was just not calling last night. I fell asleep. Oh, that's fair enough. Well, sometimes you call us and then fall asleep, so I prefer it that way round. Well, I... Well, I had to get up early because I had an appointment in town. Oh, yeah. Long story. I've got time. It's, it's government-related. Ah, licence to th- thrill? Not allowed to say. Oh. It's financial as well. I see. Anyway, first day of the Premiership season today. Yeah. And um, Liverpool had a stock result. Did they? They beat Norwich 4 1. With who? But like I say, it was, it was, like I say, it was a stock result because you have set this score halfway through the season, not the first game of the first day of the first of the season. Wow, I, I knew I felt special when I woke up this morning. I didn't know why, now I do. But, but like I say, the, the season starts tomorrow. Oh, good. We, we play Tottenham at New White Hart Lane. Who's we? Villa's playing Tottenham. All oh, right. Kick off at half five, live on TalkSport or on local radio if you're listening in Birmingham or in London. Right. I'm busy. But, you, but what would you want to listen about? You want to listen to talk, talk radio. Of course you do. But I know he's the governor back on Monday, so we can't talk about football then. I wish you wouldn't talk about it now. Well, you should have said that. I kind of did. But you let me talk about the national back in April. Well, I find that it was topical. Yeah, well, it's all things that happen. But um, yeah, I, I find I find your abilities when it comes to the Grand National fascinating. But football, <sighs> couldn't give a toss. Well, football's my second sport anyway. Is it? Yeah. My first sport will always be the horse racing. Mm-hmm. So, has he, got, has he got you some ice cream or some tagliatelle for Monday? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it'll transport very well, ice cream. Mm, not if you've got a freezer bag. Ah, oh, right, OK, yeah, I'll send him a note. Send him a treat. Do you have to get the Neapolitan? Ne- right, 
What, the ones that come in a block and there are three different colours? Yeah, come on. All right, yeah, I'll, I will. I'll look forward to that. Um, why can't you tell me about this government meeting? Because, no, because if I talk about it, I'll lose me money. Oh, OK. OK. All right, then, well, um, when will you find out? Well, I'll find out when I look at my bank statement in April if the money's gone up or if it's gone down. Okay. Well, thanks for ringing. Take care. Bye. I have no idea what that was about at all, do you? Not a Scooby. Hello, Giselle. Hi. Hi. Apparently Norwich had a shock result. Today. Oh, my God. If you start, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to... Uh, Norwich had a shock result. I didn't even know they were playing. That's how much of a shock it was for me. Yeah, same. No idea. Um, how are you, Catherine? I'm all right. What you got? Weird week. Weird week. I painted a room, baked a pie, and then a friend died. Oh. Yeah. I'm really sorry about that. Fine. Pardon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, me too. It was, just, uh, it was a bit unexpected. Yeah, I imagine um, it was. Yeah, one of those one of those people that's um, a very recognisable face in the community. So it just it's a bit. Um, it looks to be an overdose, so oh, not God. entirely shocking, but in, in in some ways, but in other ways, just shocking in terms of that that particular person because they were always around. If yeah. that makes sense. So, yeah, uh, I know. I know what you mean. There are some people you always expect to see again. Yeah. Um, that was strange, and uh, yeah, just been one of those those weeks that's just been up and down and stuff. Right, God, well, I'm sorry it's been such a you know, because it sounded so positive to start with, the painting, the yeah. the pie. Yeah, um, the pie was good. What pie was it? I made a plum and strawberry pie. Fancy. Mmm. Delish. You've got into baking recently, haven't you? I've had a knack for it, um, but I, I tend to do it if I'm stressed or bored, yeah, um, or if somebody asks me to. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I, I'm not as. Oh, we've lost her. Things, Your phone's in I... and out a bit, Giselle. I don't know what's going on there. Um, hang on a second. How's this? Is that any better? Yes. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm not any. Uh, I'm, I'm not as good at pies as I am at cakes. But uh, yeah, I tend to do it if I'm if I'm stressed out or if I need something to do. So that yeah. that's been um, fun to kind of experiment with. But uh, pie is pie is difficult in terms of lifting pastry into a dish without it breaking. Yep, I hear you. I'm 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 not very tall, so so I kind of have to lift it up, and and gravity is. And, and stuff. It's it's it's. it's, it's How do you get yeah. the ends looking nice? Because I never know when you're supposed to trim it. Uh, I I just kind of rough chop it with a knife and hope for the best. Ah, really. uh, uh, we're both but, and, and, we're both scratching around in the dark. Then there must be a technique, Giselle. I've just never I've never found it. Like a fork and sort of pinch it in, sort of use the plate as a guide. I think. Yeah. Um, grill the top, make it look a bit pretty. Use a bit of an egg wash or something. 
So as long as you don't you don't steam clean it. No, know, for God's sake, don't steam clean your pie, ladies. <laughs> leaf out of uh, <laughs> anybody's book or anything. But, um, there's a story about a, a, there's a story about people storing chocolate in it today. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I mean, I think people have just got to stop treating it like a spare pocket. Treat it with more respect. Wow. Outrageous. Anyway, that leads, that, that leads us down in another alley. Um, Giselle, nice to hear from you. I've got to go. OK, well, thank you for a load of good shows. <laughs> Thanks very much. 0344-499-1000. Yeah, we went from talking about pies to something different. 0344-499-1000. I've got Gareth, I've got Alistair, and then I've got room for you if you fancy it. Give us a shout. If you uh, would rather tweet, it's at Talk Radio, or you can text Talk and your message to 87222. There's a weird vibe tonight, isn't there? Yeah, I can feel it too. Greetings, Earthlings. We come in peace. We wish to communicate with your leader. I'm Howard Hughes. Join me this Sunday night from 10 for a trip into the outer limits. Untwist the lid on Talk Radio's specimen jar of the psychic, the supernatural, and the simply unexplained. The Unexplained with Howard Hughes. Sunday night from 10, Earth Time on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Weekends with Penny Smith on Talk Radio. I'm Penny Smith. Join me on Talk Radio for the perfect weekend breakfast. I'm going to be reviewing the papers, taking a look at all the best new film, book and theatre releases and I'm going to be chatting to a whole host of celebrity guests live in the studio. Weekends with Penny Smith, Saturday and Sunday morning from 7 on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Mm, lots of speculation on Twitter about what exactly Caddick was trying to tell us by not telling us anything. Uh, Krista reckons that it was Caddick telling us he's the new Chancellor of the Exchequer. Uh, and Helen reckons uh, he's either training for MI5 or the DWP have him under surveillance. I mean, maybe both. Uh, 03444991000 is the number to call. I'm looking for medical miracles. If you have no right to be uh, really in science to be listening to us right now, you should have, um, I don't know, you should have shuffled off your mortal coil a while ago. They found something in you that shouldn't have been in there. They took something out of you that shouldn't have been in there. I want to hear from you, please. We're talking about the guy who uh, in China who was in prison and uh, swallowed a toothbrush 20 years ago and they finally removed it. Apparently it's a right old state, but uh, he was very lucky that they got it out when they did because it was heading towards his vital organs. Uh, let's talk to Gareth, who, you know, in many ways, we're all medical miracles, Gareth. We're all an accident of fate. I'm glad you're joining me tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of us are genuine accidents. Well. <laughs> I am, I have to say. I definitely am. <laughs> so tell me what brings you to us tonight. I was going to uh, mention to you about your bloat situation with the when you drink milk. Yes. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to drink full fat green milk. Really? Yes, because when uh, when you buy milk from the store, not not that there's a problem with that, because they pasteurise it, it changes the lactose in it, and some people can't digest the lactose once it's been pasteurised. But if you go green, which is i.e. unpasteurised, right. From, from the farm gate, you obviously... Uh, nobody is not able to process that. Uh, is that, the, is that problem, the same thing as raw milk? It's raw milk, yes. I, thought milk that, I didn't know you were allowed to buy that. Or you were allowed to... I thought that yeah. was a bit... No, no, you can buy that. There's a lot of farms that sell it at the farm gate now from robotic dispensers. Oh, really? 
So okay. if you look at, there's a raw milk um, website, so you can find out where you can buy that milk locally, and it tastes significantly bad. Do you know what? I've, I've been off it so long and because of the things it was doing to me, I've just gone right off milk completely, but I'll, I'll consider it. I'll, I, you know, I, I never rule anything out. I just think it's really weird how I've been drinking milk since I was a kid. You know, I'm that generation where we used to get the free stuff at school and, you know, sometimes it was nice and sometimes it was a bit cheesy, but we drank it for years and years and then all of a sudden it seems to completely, I don't know, I can't touch it at all. Um... A lot of people's diets change as well, so everybody's trying to pull starch out of their diet, so it means that your stomach is not able to process the proteins and the starches and the fats and the milk in the same way it used to be. The mm. Asians have the same problem. They can process dairy products that well, or as well as we can. So uh, they, they have to build up to it, and they, they will only drink uh, uh, full fat also. But another thing, a, a minor uh, medical um, miracle miracle out of the word um, <laughs> I broke my foot and um, I broke a metatarsal the outside one right. and um, I drank I drank I had my first x-ray and two weeks later I used to have another one and I was in one of the special boots to support it so I drank for two weeks three pints of full fat milk solid and bear in mind the first time they told me it's going to be eight to ten weeks before that healed fully. I went back in two weeks and it had fully healed. Are you working for the milk board or something? What's going on with you? <laughs> I do work in the dairy industry. <laughs> I knew it! Not quite. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! So all that stuff about milk being good for your bones, you're living proof. It's full of calcium. Yeah, of course, it of course it is. Of course it is. But you've got, you've got to go for the raw, the, the, the raw milk because... People nowadays are so averse to any kind of dirt or any kind of germ, bacteria, that we're just going to get ill with no thing. So mm. my kids my kids drink raw milk off the farm gate from a farm that I can walk to the farm to pick our milk up. But, so, hang on, I thought pasteurising was supposed to make it safer. Is it not dangerous? Especially it for kids. Some of the back, it cleans the bacteria out. So, yes, obviously, the younger you are, the more the more you should stay away from it. But middle-aged and obviously older generations should stick to How very dare you. All right, thanks, All right. Gareth. <laughs> thanks, Gareth. I, I, I'll have a think about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Take that. care of yourself, Mr Milky Milky. 03444991000 if you want to give me a shout. I mean, it's a thought. It's a thought. I happen to know our next caller is a medical... No, has witnessed a medical miracle. That's the way around it goes, doesn't it, Amy? Oh, my God, absolutely. Go on, tell us what happened. Um, so I came back from the gym on Thursday. Dinner was ready, so we'd sat at the table. Um, and I was next to my brother, and it was one of those things where, you know, they make a cough or a noise, and you're like, oh, it's just gone down the wrong hole. Mm -hmm. So it gave him, you know, a little pat on the back. Um, but then this noise came out of him that I've never heard come out of a human before. All right, um, can you give us something similar? Um... Like someone taking their last gulp of air. Oh, my God, like a proper... Yeah, really, really loud. Um, and that was it. He just went completely silent. He stood up. Um, apologies for the TMI, but there was, like, fluid pouring out of him. Um, and this noise would just would not stop. Um, and we soon realised he was choking. 
Um, so thankfully, obviously, my mum was a nurse and she took him straight into the kitchen. Um, and I mean, he's six foot four and she's like five foot seven. So there's a little bit of a height difference there. And yeah. she was trying to do the Heimlich and these chest um, movements that they do. And she was going and going. I was on the phone to 999 um, and he was losing. I've never seen a human go the colour that he was going. God, how terrifying. Um, absolutely. Um, and honestly, the noise, I never want to hear it again. Um, I ha- we had six ambulances on the way because, but, I mean, it was a matter of who could get there first. Right. Um, and the minute they arrived, I'd let them in and he was about to be on the floor. They, my mum was literally about to start CPR. Um, and, I'd, yeah, it was, if she wasn't, I mean, they saved him, obviously. Thank mm-hmm. goodness he's alive. Um, he was taken into hospital, but what I did mean, they do? Did they mum, get? Did they give him the Heimlich or something else? Um, so they were brought him back round, and they were going to have to make an incision in the neck. <gasps> um, but they, my mum, they managed to stand him back up. She did one more manoeuvre, and, and it moved slightly down. Good God! Um, because when they took him into hospital in an X-ray, they could see it's still stuck. Um, but I mean, without her. They, even the ambulance crew said that it would have been a completely different story. And if my brother said when he got back from hospital, it was like, I honestly thought that was it. Yeah. Yeah, because he can't tell you what's the matter. He's just hoping you're going to twig and do something that helps dislodge it. But obviously it was quite far down, whatever it was. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a beast of chicken, but... Oh, it was just awful. So, yeah, he is incredibly lucky. And, I mean, yeah, and like I say, if it wasn't for my mum being there... Um, yeah, it would have been a very, very different story. So yeah. I consider my mum and my brother to be two little medical miracles this week. Um, it's just made me think about a, a situation we had when I had my first baby and she, well, it was the first night she was back and we'd had to stay in hospital overnight when I'd had her anyway um, because she'd got into distress when she was being born. Um, and so I took her home and in the middle of the night there was a weird noise. When you're talking about the weird noise, there was a weird yeah. noise from her. And, you know, you're always kind of... When you first bring your baby home, I, I just didn't sleep properly for, for ages. You sleep very, very light. Every single noise you hear, when they stop snoring, you you know, you know, have to put your hand out and make sure that they're still breathing. You, and especially because it had been quite traumatic. And I think a lot of people's first baby is traumatic because you've got nothing to compare it to. But um, I was just sort of hypervigilant with her a bit, really. Um, a bit hypervigilant. Um, and that noise... And she was choking. She was choking. And so I took her in the spare room where I had all the, like, the baby stuff set up. And I don't know where I got it from, but I tipped her over onto her front with her bum in the air and I smacked that baby's back as hard as I could and all this brown gunk came flying out. I don't know where I learnt that. I don't know how I knew to do it. But it's the weirdest thing, that kind of instinct that kicks in where you go, right, well, yeah. this is it. We're on our own, kid. We're going to have to do something and... And I could tell that that she that she was choking, just absolutely terrifying. That can come out of nowhere. It's honestly one of the most horriblest things I've ever heard and witnessed in my life. Yeah, and I don't I don't wish it upon anyone, and I wouldn't I don't want to hear it ever again. Has it made you think maybe a first aid course might be called for? Um, well, I mean, obviously you know my line of work, so yeah. we um, have that sort of training anyway. Right. Um, but I'm just a natural worrier. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I mean, like I say, my mum's a nurse, and 
I live with her. So at the moment, I know that, you know, she'll she'll always be able to step in. Um, but I've got sort of a basic level of training. Yeah. I think for me, it's probably more about learning just to <laughs> try and be a little bit calmer and focus on, you know, just trying to resolve the situation rather than what's going to... Th- could go wrong. I think you would surprise yourself if it was completely down to you. You were lucky your mum was there, but I think if it mm. was completely down to you, you'd probably step in. Yeah, I'd like to think so. <laughs> you, but you never know, do you? This is the thing, no. right? Whenever we talk about, you know, have-a-go heroes and, um, you know, moments of crisis when someone strides forth and takes control, that person would never have thought they would be that person. I think, you know, it's some people freeze and other people jump in and it's down to the level of... Um, proximity maybe when you if you think right well if someone if no one else is going to do it i'm going to have to get in there um yeah. i think you would people do surprise themselves i think yeah, you would i think you're right it I depends think you on you need to be in that situation yeah i never thought i'd be heimlich in a baby <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank, thanks for ringing i'm glad your brother's all right oh thank you and um, thanks for a brilliant week oh thanks very much you um, be nice to your mum this weekend it sounds like she deserves it Oh, well, I'm working, but I will do my best. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks very much, Amy. 0344 499 1000. Um, I've got Chris, I've got Alistair, I've got Nigel, I've got Jake. Nigel, I'm going to come to you in a bit because I said I'd give you plenty of time. Uh, let's have a quick word with Chris. What's going on uh, in Port Talbot? Hey, Chris. Hello, Catherine. Hello. I, I, I feel slightly guilty now. Uh, people say doing... <laughs> the only thing I got to complain about today, I went to the dentist... And I thought I was going to have my two front teeth out. And my dentist is called Claire. And she said, oh, we can save those teeth for you, Chris. Brilliant. Why did you think your teeth were going to have to come out? Because I can't see myself in the mirror anymore. Uh-huh. And I... I put my finger on, on my front teeth and uh, all the enamelers came off. Uh. And, uh, see, and when I was um, just listening to your other caller about uh, things, well, I've had different things in life. Christ. <laughs> my wife was a diabetic. Oh. Uh, I, I, I didn't realise at the time. Right, that's terrifying. Oh, I used to catch. I used to catch her. Yeah. Bring her round. Yeah, my my first boyfriend was diabetic, and that's. Uh... You don't understand. I did eventually. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me a long time. I'm a bloody daft. I am. Well. It, it starts off with a kind of funny turn, doesn't it? And they start talking nonsense. And then before you know it, it can get quite serious. Gosh, of course. Yes, really. Yes, yes, yes. But I, I bet you yes. became a bit of a pro at dealing with it in the end, didn't you? Oh, I did. You know what the drill is. Oh, I, <laughs> I was gowned up in... in I went, they used to think I was staff over the hospital. That, that's how much I, I got involved in it. Really. Oh, really? So yeah. she she got to the point where she had to be taken to hospital. Was that when she first be, uh, was found out to be diabetic? No, she she was... Um, um, 
she had renal failure. Ah. All the things that goes with being a diabetic, I suppose. You can do, yeah. She had retina <laughs> retinopathy as well. Mm. Gosh, Chris, I, d- I didn't know you'd been married. What do you mean? I didn't know you'd been married. Yeah. You talk about your ex-girlfriend, but I didn't know that you'd had a wife. No, <laughs> yeah. Not for long. Mm-hmm. We, we'd only married... Uh, I met her in college. What do you mean? You didn't know... I, you never mentioned well, it before. I think I have, haven't I? To Ian, and I've mentioned... I, I know, so. he would have been You're 50 bit, this wow. Year. So, so what happened? Did she die? Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. I found her dead in bed. Oh, man. I don't know. And you're only young. Well, we were at the time. Um... She's only 32. I'm sorry, that's no age at all, is it? She was a... (laughs) She was a... She, She told me off because she always wanted to come home. She did. When she was in hospital, and, <coughs> and I, I did, the worst thing I could have said to her, Catherine, I said, "Right, we'll bring the the, the bed downstairs. We'll put it in in the lounge." No, you bloody will not. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to be treated like an invalid. No, <laughs> well, no, I, no, I wouldn't use. That. I, I I carried her upstairs. Yeah. Oh, I was careful. And because I started losing my sight, I thought, oh. It was all right walking up the stairs. It was coming back down. Yeah. And I thought, oh, oh. Right, be careful now, Chris. Don't. Oh. But there we are. Just where it is, Catherine. So we, we all got our different problems, like that other caller, she was saying uh, about the mum uh, having to do a Heim, Heimlich manoeuvre on her. Yeah. Christ, I, I used to bring Claire round. Never mind, keep on smiling. Hey, Chris, <laughs> thank you for letting us know about that. I, d- I had no idea. I feel like every time we have a conversation, Chris, we, we get to know you a bit more. I was only married for five years. I was. I met her in college. So. What were you studying? <laughs> Women. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people did in college. I know. It was a constant parade, I, wasn't it, really, when you think about it. I remember sitting in lectures, lectures and, uh, yeah, and uh, sort of methodically going through, going through everyone to walk <laughs> through the door. That's what it is to be young, isn't it? I, yeah, I, I, it, 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 
I don't exist. I <laughs> okay. I <laughs> after a year because after a year I I I said to Claire, <laughs> right? I, I'm not gonna meet you any. And I took a took a year out. I did. Mm-hmm. I avoided her, but mm-hmm. I made sure that you know I thought you know I hope she's okay and yeah. And the last day on or the last evening, I've never been asked out by a woman before. She asked me to go out on on the last, and I, I turned it down. What? I did. Why? Because you were too ta- you were taken aback. You were taken aback. Say again. I said, was it because you were taken aback that she'd asked you out? That's why he said no. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't. I, I know it's a terrible thing to do, and, but on on the open day, I, I met her mum and dad, which I'd met, I'd met them before, and I said to Claire, I give her a kiss, and I said, you know, Claire, take care of yourself. And I don't know. I I, I buggered off to university, and um, this, on her her sister's behalf, um, she sent me a letter. When was the last time you had a letter? Oh, I used to get love letters when I was at college. I know it. it People don't do that anymore, do they? No, it's all text they now. Just email Send a picture of the e- privates. They just email <laughs> dodgy emails or bloody Instagram or... Yeah. <laughs> I know. I it's terrible. Those were the days, Chris. I still I like know, a letter. I, I, I still really love a letter. Good for you, Catherine. Hey, good yeah, for you. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And do you know, when I, I could... I could still see enough then. Mm. I could. And her sister wrote me a letter. And I thought, oh, i got to react to this letter. And yeah, I did. And we ended up, we got married. Oh, Chris. You were? Never mind. <laughs> Listen, we're running a short of time. I've got to go. But, oh, yeah. But thank you very hey. much for telling us about Claire. Sounds like a really uh, special time. Say again, sorry. I said thanks very much for telling us about Claire. Claire was a beautiful, gregarious. Oh, she'd like shopping in <laughs> um, Karen Millen. <laughs> <laughs> she'd like. She liked all, all. Oh, Chris, she sounds wonderful. Thank you for telling us about it. We've got to go. We've yeah, got to take some right. news, but we'll talk again, all right? Thanks very much, Chris. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is a late-night alternative. We are Talk Radio. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.